tell about God's faithfulness. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wayne Fleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams and I'm joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Hi. Hi, Pastor Wes. How's How, it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Great, thanks. Good to be on the, the other side of the podcast. The other side of the tracks. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. Don't think it's right, <laughs> but you know, I just... No, it's, it is good to be on uh, the Some Assembly Required podcast instead of the youth podcast. Yeah. Um, which, um, it's kind of yeah. weird, but yeah. If you don't tune in on Friday mornings, we have another edition of our podcast, which is geared toward the youth. It's uh, focused on what the youth learn on their yeah. Tuesday and Thursday nights, which is always... Um, it's a little bit more low-key, a little more yeah. relaxed, but it's certainly you would be welcome to listen to them if mm-hmm. you're not in the habit of doing it. We have a lot of fun over there. Yeah, it's maybe a little bit more casual. I think so. Um, but it's a, we're it's a good ca- time. We're bringing the casual to this one today, Julie. That's what <laughs> okay, we're doing. excellent. Yeah. But yeah. So um, so this, this gets released on Monday. So you would yeah. have noticed that on Sunday, it was Youth Sunday here at Wayne Fleet BIC, which had... Um, a lot of our youth just doing everything. Yeah, which is always so fun to see the yes. youth uh, involved in more leadership roles and just taking, kind of taking charge mm-hmm. and getting a, a feel for yeah. that. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. so we, we had youth who were greeting and who were on the welcome desk and who were doing cafe mm-hmm. and were ushering and were in projection and uh, just everywhere. And so it was just, it, it it's an awesome time. Yeah. And it's my favorite Sunday just because... <laughs> if you do say so yourself. Well, it's, you, the congregation gets to see all yeah. of the youth that I interact with all the time. Like, yeah. I think they're wonderful and amazing people. Yep. And the congregation... Like, teenagers don't always get the best rap. Yes, but, but we have some great ones here. We have some great ones. And it is it was great to be able to have them be up there and have them be a part of it. And so, yeah, it's just... It was it was awesome. So if you haven't watched the service, go online, watch the service. It was yes, great. Please. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Awesome people. Awesome people. Um, so today, um, what we're going to be talking about, Judith kind of already said it, the kind of title for this podcast, but tell me about God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so God's faithfulness, I find, is one of the easier things to talk about to, like, to people. Oh, do you? Okay. I, I, like, I, I had a conversation with Pastor Trevor, and we were talking about, like, what is, like, what's a way to go and tell people? And we ended up talking about faithfulness, like, where God has kind of been at work or active in your life. Like, we find that's an easy point to kind of say, like, well, if someone's like, how do you tell, well, God did this in my life or God has done this in my life or even yeah. in your life, you could see, like, there, I find those are easy ways and that's coming from God's um, faithfulness. And so what we're going to do for this podcast okay. is we are going to talk, we're going to go through a biblical storyline of God's faithfulness all throughout scripture. And we're going to go through generationally mm-hmm. different parts to show that God's faithfulness isn't just on one person, but actually generationally he, he crosses boundaries unbelievably yeah. and so the first part we're going to turn to is um in genesis and we're going to mm-hmm. go to abram and sarah yeah so okay very well-known biblical story yes of how abram and sarah like super old yeah really wanted to have a kid and god promised they would and god promised that they would that's the big thing god promises now they completely keep in line and do everything exactly right so abram and sarah no no they didn't. But what, at the end of the day, what does end up happening? Are you wanting me to answer? Yes. Oh, they do end up having a child. They do have a child. old age. Yes. Yeah. So I want to read to you God's promise to them first. Um, and so this is Genesis 15, verses 1 through 6. 
And it says, um, this is what it says. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer from Dam of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him to his righteousness. God is making a massive promise to Abram. Mm -hmm. He's saying, all right, you're super old. And you're like, I, like Abram's already talking about who's going to inherit his estate. And all those things. He knows that he's yeah. he's old. Like he's saying like, God, like. Mm -hmm, I got to get my this, affairs this, in order. We're coming ain't to looking an great. Yeah. But God says, go out and look at the stars. Like go, go look at them and count them if you can. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. And we living Wayne Fleet, well important. You yes. know. When the, when on you a nice clear a nice night. clear night oh. oh my word the stars are out and you look yep. at them and you're like yeah i can't count that you look at them and then the longer you look the more you see exactly yeah and so god is saying to abram you have more descendants mm -hmm. than this just like like just numerous amounts that you yeah. cannot even count and abram's like all right and he's like i don't even have one right now exactly but i trust you i trust yeah. you and, God, and God's faithfulness comes through, like we already talked about. So they had a son, and his son's name was... Oh, oh. I just read this. Hang on. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. You did put me on the spot, Isaac. No. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So they had a son named Isaac. And so when this happens, Abram knew God was faithful because of their son being born. But Abram actually describes God with a word. That word in Hebrew is called emet. Okay. Which, it has a very deep meaning. This word can be translated into truth or faithfulness. Mm -hmm. What Abram is saying is that God is truth. He is emet. He's truth. Like, he, is he keeps true to his promises. So, God's faithfulness, even though Abram was worried and Sarah was worried, and they were unsure mm -hmm. if this would actually happen, if God would actually provide this. And yes, they did things themselves. They God's, even tried to help God. And, and, and <laughs> let's of. be honest, we do that quite a bit where yes. we try to help God. But God still remained faithful and so said, all right, here. And it, it and within just four generations, what happens is that one child turns into a nation. Yeah. The nation of Israel is born out of this one, like out, out of, of Isaac, yeah. out of this. And not just in a small portion, like by the time we catch up and biblically, because the storyline we're going through, we said we're going to go through this generationally. We're at the point where Israel is fleeing Egypt. The mm -hmm. Israelites are fleeing Egypt. They outnumber the actual Egyptian people. Like if we were to go back a little bit, the Israelite people who are being mistreated and used as slaves and all these other things outnumbered the total Egyptian people. Not by like one, like one to one like it was like two to one like it was like you're by double a lot, you by mean? a lot wow and so they have they have rapidly rapidly expanded yeah <laughs> and so what we're now seeing though where we're catching up is that the israelites have trusted in god because it is just after moses mm -hmm. has kind of like part of the red sea they crossed through yep. and god was like whoosh, with the waves so yep they're like god wow this is like you've saved us this incredible 
you're faithful, like your servant Moses, like bring us out of Egypt. Like, this is incredible. It's amazing. And now we're getting towards the promised land. And when the Israelites go into the promised land, when they're getting ready for it and they send some people in, what happens? Do you remember what happens? Um, when are we talking about? <laughs> You're putting me on the spot here. I get stage fright when you ask me these questions. So ask me the question again. So what happens when the people of Israel are approaching the promised land? Oh, it, you mean they chicken out? They chicken out. Yeah. They're like, no, we're going to go back to where we came from. We're going to go back to the exactly to what we know. Even though we were mistreated, we should just go back there. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons they do this is because when they spent people in, they saw these massive cities and mm. massive walls mm-hmm. and massive people. And we're like, we can't do this. Yeah. Not a chance can we do this. Yeah. And they go back and they're like, it's not, it's not good. They lose sight of God's stability. They yeah. lose sight of God's faithfulness to be able to provide them through it. Mm-hmm. And so you have this generation of being raised of hesitant people and people unsure and people not really knowing what to do. But later we learn of someone who does come, who does put his trust in God and actually like just even in the face of overwhelming odds, in the face of giants, keeps his trust and who it and that one we know as David. Yes. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good hint. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes. So David is someone who actually trusts God so much. He walks with God in faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And so this is what um, 1 Kings 3, I said he walks with God in faithfulness. This is actually what it says, 1 Kings 3, 6. And Solomon said, you have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and an an, an uprightness of heart toward you. You You've kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne. David walked in faithfulness. It actually uses the word met again Mm -hmm. to show this kind of, deepness of david's relationship with god that's not one that's just like we've we've seen other kings of israel other people who are in high positions who trusted god but then went nope and like off to the other side and david didn't do everything perfectly Mm -hmm. i think david is very similar to many of us in our own walk of god yep that we don't do everything perfectly but for some reason god keeps laying a path in front of us and we keep all right we'll, we'll keep trying to walk it and sometimes we stumble and sometimes but david is someone who walks with god and actually he tells of God's love when he's facing Goliath with a slingshot, which mm-hmm. to be completely fair, people downplay the actual ancient <laughs> slingshot. Like, I'm sorry, I'm a history nerd. <gasps> Thing was incredible. Really? Like, oh, this was archery, like archery before archery. Huh. You have like this massive sling that you're slinging around. And when we talk about the rocks that they put in there, it wasn't like, it wasn't I'm like showing you, it wasn't like yeah. a little tiny pebble. This we was like, vlog, this was like, like a, a like a, like a yeah. rock. Yeah. And so David is fling this and then firing it. And it's going at least probably 80 kilometers or more an hour. Probably huh. more. Like, like when you have to think, if you were to get a baseball and you're putting a sling and throw it, like, yeah, it's going pretty fast. Most people can't react in time to actually catch that or, or get out of the way. Right. And so pause the history lesson. David, during that time, which most people would say, you're going up against this massive guy who was Goliath. Mm-hmm spear shield philistine who is just like he's gonna he was a warrior they sent out their best his best their best warrior and david being a heart player and a shepherd yeah trust in god and say god Mm -hmm. i know you're gonna get me through this i know that this is not my end for you like the power comes from you god 
and he defeats Goliath. We know that. That's mm-hmm. biggest story. Whenever a sports team plays another sports team, we're like, oh, oh that's yeah, a small guy, the David yeah. versus Goliath story. It's because there's such an impact. Yeah. And so, and during David's time, we also learn of someone who is coming. Generation that we've gone through now where we had Abram and Sarah, mm-hmm. God's faithfulness towards them, and then the Israelites who lost sight of God's faithfulness and, mm-hmm. and crumbled a little bit to where David rising back up. We learn about someone in David's time who is actually going to be even greater than David. Because there's just like people, when they looked, when they talked about David, David was this and David was that. And oh my goodness, how the way he walked mm-hmm. has got incredible. But in David's time, it actually says that we're going to meet someone who will be even greater. Someone who will be just incredible. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we have a few hundred years in between that time to when who we're speaking of is Jesus yes. actually mm-hmm. shows up where the Israelites like, God, where are you? Like, why aren't you here? Where is your love that you promised? Where is this, this Messiah that you promised? Like even yeah. during people during Jesus time question God, like, God, where is this Messiah? And Jesus was like, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. here. I'm I just, am. You're imagining yeah. me differently. Yeah. And so if we were actually to look at the very first line of the new Testament, you actually see God's faithfulness through this whole story. God's faithfulness is all throughout it. So Matthew 1, 1 says, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abram. God just, what that is saying is God has brought someone from the whole line from when he told Abram, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars. To now David saying, someone will come, your offspring will come. And it's just this massive thing where it's saying, I have been faithful. Here is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. It's saying that this is the one that was meant to come. And this, when we first read that first part of Matthew, we're like, what is the point of this? I think a lot of people act like, this is just a list of names. Like, get me to yeah. the meat. And the, but this is like, this is mass and this is volume because what this is saying, this is God saying, this is the Messiah. Yeah. This is the one you have been waiting for, who has come through the line of Abram, who has come through the line of David and is here now. This is the one. Because it claims God's faithfulness. That God has kept his promise to Israelites through this very first verse in the New Testament. And if we look back at what God actually promised, this is 2 Samuel 7, verses 12 to 16, where it says, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men, but my steadfast love will not depart from him. As I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you, and your house and your kingdom shall be made forever, shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. It's talking about this prophecy of of Jesus actually coming Mm -hmm. and being, like we said, father and son, like, someone who would come and establish his kingdom of reign forever, where the Israelites, when they viewed it, they looked at it and said, well, we're talking military. We're, we're talking about this massive kingdom yeah. where we're going to rule over people, where God's idea was like, no, this is much different, actually. Mm-mm. This is actually a, a kingdom which includes everyone, where love is available for all, where relationship is available for all. Mm-hmm. God's faithfulness is so present with the Israelites. Do they lose sight of it? Sure. Yeah. But God is not. God does not lose sight of this, this stability, this rock. Moses actually describes God as this rock upon which he stands. Mm-hmm. 
we don't, God never lose sight of that promise that he gives to the people. And that promise is Jesus. And so what I wanted to do is also share a story because mm-hmm. we're talking generationally. What does generationally faithfulness look like and how do we actually mm-hmm. tell it? I wanted to actually share what our youth have been through as well. I want to share a story of like, sure. you know, share God's faithfulness as well. And so this is kind of our story since I've kind of been here because I can't speak to the story from before that because I, I, I wasn't here. Yeah. I don't know everything. But when I first came here, um, the first thing we did, we jumped right in because mm-hmm. I, I like to go deep right away and, and the students will tell you that. Yeah. But <clears throat> I, we went through a series called Taking Off Our Masks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what that series involved in was going through and actually, how do we be our true selves? How do we take out this fake mask that we wear and in our daily lives when people say, oh, how are you doing? It's like, doing great, move yeah. on. We're actually taking it off and be like, hey, you know what? Not a great day. And being honest with each other, being mm-hmm. open with each other. That was the first thing we dove into. I think that was really important for us to be able to dive in because I came into the youth group wearing a mask. Yeah. They all came into the youth group wearing a mask. Let's take that off and actually be our true selves. And I think that was super important. And from there, we jumped into a senior high retreat. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were only here a very short time. I started time. Easter and the senior yeah. retreat was at the end of May. Yes, it was like six we weeks jumped or in. something We like jumped that. right in. I had five youth groups and then a, plan, a youth group retreat night and then the retreat. I remember that. <laughs> but what was amazing was this community mm-hmm. of youth who I've been through a few youth pastors recently mm-hmm. deciding to trust me which they had no, they, they, they didn't have to trust me. Mm-hmm. They could have brushed me off and said, oh, it's just going to be like the other ones. And, and like, I'm not trying to bash anyone, but, but that, but like some of the youth viewed it like that, like a leader who's just going to come in and leave or other things. Like who knows what things are going to be like, mm-hmm. but they decided to trust and be like, okay, let's, let's dive in a little bit. And the youth had just been through a lot COVID of upheaval during COVID oh, absolutely. and a lot of, um, a lot of, I think other disappointments too. I think so. so I yeah. think maybe they get- they're bringing some of that in. Like how many kids do you have in youth group that have had canceled graduations? Oh, so many. Canceled maybe proms or so many. canceled, um, altered exams, altered yep. this, altered that, yeah. canceled plans. Can't take certain classes because not everyone wants to or like, just this losing things. And so there was that bit of dis- like unsure. Yeah, uncertainty. Because you bring Un- someone new in. You yeah. bring someone new in and they're like, well, what's going to happen? Yep. And the thing is, though, through this retreat, I witnessed this group of people band together in a way. Yep. And one of my, one of my favorite memories is on that first retreat, we were, beside all the games and all the, all the fun and like, poking back and forth at teams and everything like that, which was great. We stood around the campfire at the campfire session and we had the band and they were worshiping. They were leading us in songs and I had to go run. I had to go run up to big top and come mm-hmm. back down. Remember when I came back down and I stood behind the bleachers because you've been on a retreat, you know yep. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You, there's bleachers and then there's a fire pit in the middle, then a wagon where the band is on. But I was standing behind the bleachers and right across, I could see our, our whole, our, our group. And people who have been arguing and have been fighting and have been like poking and prodding at each other and games and everything are sitting together and are worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean like, you know how we, like, I'm going to say like on Sunday mornings, how our hands in our pockets and are just kind of like, how great is our God, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but no, they were like, this was like, nothing was stopping them. 
mm-hmm. there was nothing between them and God in that moment where it was just like, God, I trust you and I'm just going to lift up my voice. Mm-hmm. I was going to sing this song. And I, I just, I looked at that and I said, God, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you so much for, for, for these people, these wonderful and amazing people, because they are just, in, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. They are incredible. And we left that retreat and you know how sometimes you go through really great moments and they come and then right after it kind of followed, went through some really tough mental health things Yeah, where we were talking with students who were, who were struggling and we traveled through sometimes a lot of late nights of talking things through how mm-hmm. are things going? Not great. And but we didn't give up because we knew God was right there with us. Yeah. Like our leaders and myself, we came together and we said, how do we actually help our students? And so we learned more. We tried to get better and we tried to walk people through their mental health things. And from there, we, we, we found our true north. We did a series on finding our true mm, north and actually yeah. realizing that God is the one we follow. God is the one we trust and God has actually been faithful to us. Learning how God speaks to us, like learning through prayer and petition, like just learning through things. Like that's been one of the greatest things about this. Like our journey, I would say, is learning things together. Like, I prepare lessons, but I'm learning through the lessons and learning mm-hmm. through uh, when a youth asks a question, I'm like, I've never thought of that before. Let's dive yeah. into it. Learning that. We also learn with, through the things that we struggle with. Like we got to a point, I would say with the youth where there was a lot more trust with me and with leaders where some youth opened up and shared some really deep struggles. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, it's going to be okay. Like let's, let's get through this. Like we'll get through this. And we learned together how Jesus gives us power over those struggles to actually say no to the sin to actually be like you have no power over me mm-hmm. Jesus is the one who actually has the power and I'm gonna let him take it yeah and like we learn together as a group like how do we do this and it's been incredible and all of this all of this led I felt like up to our last senior high retreat even to now like we've had so many things happen where it's just been like coming together back as community but last retreat I would say like an, an amazingly high, it was probably one of the highlights of my life where we had four students baptized. Mm-hmm. And I remember like we came into that, re- that retreat, we had one baptism planned and it was absolutely, it was beautiful. It was incredible to be able to baptize Julia. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we were able to baptize her and you know, we went on a day and like, Hey, let's go enjoy this retreat. Like it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be pumped. Like it's just gonna be great. And Saturday night, Logan Richardson sitting by, like he's a few people down from me. And he and he, he switches with someone. He switches with someone again. And he's like, Wes. I'm doing actions like yeah. I'm sitting because I'm trying to portray <laughs> even though no one can see me right now. He's like, what are the odds? I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, oh, no. what? Is, like, we're, you guys are not allowed to jump in the lake. That's my first thought. <laughs> and he's like, no, what, like, what, are, what are the odds I can get baptized tomorrow? And I was like, oh, um give me a minute i was like um sing in my head okay how does how does this work how do, how do we do this how do we do this god how do we do this like I, I don't know what to do god and i said all right if you can get your parents up here all for it we can do it yeah that's what i said ask your mom ask your mom <laughs> <laughs> if they can make it up because i think babs i parents yeah, of course i yeah, think so yeah. and so i was like that's what we'll do he's like okay and of course we left that session. Mm-hmm. We're going to go a small group. 
in the cabin. Not even 10 minutes later, I get a text from, from Kirsten. We will be there. And I'm thinking, darn it, God. <laughs> what are you doing to me? And I look at him. And I, I do the guy nod thing. I'm like, yes. Like, yes, we can do that tomorrow. And he's like, can I, can I share it with the group right now? Our small group. And I said, sure. Shares it. Eric Eden pipes up. Can I get baptized tomorrow too? I knew both these guys have talked to me about wanting to be baptized yep. already. We were planning it actually for the summer for down by the lake. Yeah. And then Eric's like, can I actually get baptized tomorrow as well? And I'm and like, you're like, you also can call your mom. You also, yeah. if your parents say yes, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, actually my parents are up north right now. They're actually like two, like, like two cottages, two cottages down. down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Rhonda Eden. Eric, like I texted as well. And she's like, we will be there. And I'm like, I'm now thinking, I'm like, all right, what, what's going on? God? <laughs> and I remember at the, at the final part of that night, we said, we're getting our whole group back to their guys and girls. And a lot of other groups already went to bed. The staff of the, of, of camp are like in the lodge. And like, what are you guys all coming back in? Like you guys are meant to be lights out. We actually need to do a small group thing. And they looked at me and they went, all right, do you guys do your thing? Went to the pine room. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yep. And we went in there and we all sat. And I said, I handed out a piece of paper and I said, we're not going to let things hold us back anymore. Like we've just heard Curtis, who was the speaker, mm-hmm. did a fantastic job of relating to how we're actually, we can't let things just hold us back from having that relationship with God. Because God's pouring into us. We can't, we can't just let it hold us back. So I handed out papers to everyone and I had a box. Mm-hmm. I said, you write whatever is holding you back. No one's going to read it. No one's going to look at it. You just write down it doesn't matter if it's if it is anxiety if it is pornography it if it's, it's whatever sin it may be whatever whatever is holding you is a depression whatever whatever it is write it down we're gonna throw it in this box and when we get home we're gonna light it on fire and it's like mm-hmm. it's gone there's no more and then you could see like this turned from a oh we're all back together we're gonna have some fun to a oh this is serious like this is this mm-hmm. is this is real and this is a real moment of connection and the silence that fell in that room, like, you could have dropped a pin and everyone would have looked at it because it would have been like, what's that? Like, what yeah. was that sound? Because people were sitting there like, this is this is a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is where I can actually let something go. Most, almost 99% of the students put something in that box. Mm-hmm. I remember leaders put something in that box. I put stuff in that box. Our intern Jonah put stuff in that box. Yep. And we all did. And it was incredible. We prayed and it was just like just coming together. And I remember thinking like, I thought that our previous entire retreat, God's faithfulness was at work and we we're coming together. But then from that retreat to this past one, mm-hmm. we went through so much. Yeah. And there was times when me and our leaders would sit there and we would say, what are we, are we making any impact? Are we doing anything <laughs> right? Yep. And we and all, it was just all the work was going on below the surface. All the work was going yeah. on below the surface. And I remember we left that, and Logan and Eric told the group that they're going to get baptized tomorrow, and we celebrated that. Mm-hmm. And Olivia Van Ray Winsby comes up to me and is like, can I, can I also get baptized? And you said? And I said, if you can if call, you your, call mom. your mom, and she says yes, let's do it. <laughs> and within 10 minutes, it was like, they can't make it up, but they did say yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, fine, God, you win. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> like, and I called Carrie. Well, first I called Renee because I was like, I had the moment of realization where like, I might baptize three students tomorrow 
am I allowed to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I had the brief moment of realization, but can I do this tomorrow? Am I so gonna then get... you, you called the mom I called, of work? I called the mom of work. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, oh, I, yeah. and so um, I called her and she didn't pick up. Uh, so I was like, fine, I'll call, I'll call Carrie. So I called my wife. <laughs> and I was like, Carrie... I don't know what's going on. This is my moment where I broke down yeah. at the retreat. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, God is doing something. Like, mm-hmm. I, outstanding. Like, amazing. And, like, I don't know what's going on. And she she said, she's like, it's okay. Like, you're okay. Like, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, I know, but it's just God's, like, moving within our group. And it's not something where it's, like, three years down the road, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, he was really moving. No, it's like you visibly can see the spirit mm-hmm. of God moving through every single student every single leader mm-hmm. and it, it just it it didn't break like i don't want to say it broke me because I, I think that gives it the wrong context mm-hmm. but it put something on my heart where i was like god you you've never at one point during our journey the last year that we've been on have ever left us mm-hmm. you've never stopped yeah you've been working in the hearts of all of our students even the ones who have just come for the first time you've been working in their hearts I thanked God so much for that. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking back to the cabin. And I have Logan Richardson on like around the porch area or like right in right inside. And he kind of just looked at me and he's like, just kind of gave like, just, we just kind of looked at each other and went, yeah, and like this is, this is like, it's real. It's happening. I had a moment with Jonah, our intern as well. And it was just like, this is, this is real. Yeah. But he, like we have those moments where we believe and we're like, yeah, God is this. And, God is that, and we see God's faithfulness, but it was like that moment, like I could see it clicking in for not just myself, but others as well, being like, he's right here. Yeah. Like, it's just, and the reason I'm telling all this, I know we're like, we're talking about God's faithfulness, but this is all part of it. Yeah. This is the going and the telling. Mm-hmm. This is a right a part of our series, and we're doing that, and we're sharing that with the church, because our youth group is is a big group who is loud and they break things <laughs> all the time. But this is us going and telling you. Yeah. And so that that you may go and tell it and that you may keep it going. Yeah. Because God is doing great and amazing and wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And so as we are finishing up, I just I, I want to say that if you haven't watched this service, go and watch it. Because these are incredible people who mm-hmm. they give me so much joy in life. Like I like it's I thank God every single day for what I do and for these people because they're my family. Like yeah. pe- these people are my family, and so go go and see the amazing job that they did. Um, listen to the message too, and and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor West. That was a great testimony of God's faithfulness and. Uh, I know I'm encouraged by feeling your passion for the youth and how much you care, and it's nice to nice to hear an update on their their growth and what you guys have been up to. And appreciate you sharing. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you've got questions or want to give him a word of encouragement, you can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com, and my email address is Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.